Welcome to Her Soul Speaks, a podcast about her faith, her family, her femininity, and everything in between. We hope this podcast encourages and inspires you on your walk with God. We're your hosts, Essence and Renee, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. So we are talking about mental health today. Mental health, yes. Um, and you know what? Let's just start off by saying this. Like, I love when we start with a preface. <laughs> but go ahead. Because we have to set this from the very beginning that there's a difference between mental illness mm-hmm. and mental health. Yes. And I think a lot of people use them interchangeably yeah. and they're not the same thing. Um, having a mental illness is literally dealing with you know, PTSD, dealing with mm-hmm. depression, dealing with personal um, personality disorders, dealing with these kinds of things. Yes. Mental health is something everybody has. It's kind of like saying healthy or not healthy. Like, yep. is your body healthy or not healthy? Is your mind healthy or not healthy? So everyone has like mental health and like, it's just yeah. how healthy is your men- is your mentalness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I didn't exactly. want to say mind. I had to say mentalness. That's oh. kind of what it is and so like you know we're talking about mental health but we're also touching a lot on mental illnesses today um not delving into like schizophrenia multiple personality disorder we're not not those ones i mean because like let's be honest and put the asterisks here we are not professionals anything you hear or see in this podcast will not be used against like you know like mobbies against us (laughs) at all and we do need to put that disclaimer because we don't want people to like like, well, I heard it on some podcast. I should go for a run every single day and then my anxiety will go away. Like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're just talking about the topic, top, talking about our own experiences, talking about, um, you know, things that we've observed. We both have um, um, a little bit of experience in the field in terms of like um, me studying psychology in school and Renee being a child and youth worker. Exactly. You know, we both have that kind of experience. So... So we just need to put the disclaimer that we are not professionals. Exactly. We want you to be, and what this podcast is about, is about your encouragement, about taking action for your own yes. spirituality, your Insight, health, your mind. Opinion. Opinions. Exactly. Yeah. Bouncing things off of other people, hearing what other people think, exactly. not for you to take everything as um, be all end all, what we say. Exactly. And I think that's just an important one to like, just kind of put out there. Because especially when you talk about mental health, there are so many things that aren't just surface. Um, so many things go beyond, um, what you, what you see or what is discussed. A lot of it is very science, very body, very in your DNA, in your makeup, in your sin nature, et cetera. Um, so yeah, let's talk mental health. So I first want to hit you with some stats. Um, stats are very deceiving. I learned that if, if it's anything, yes. anything I learned in psychology, when we were studying psychology, we all know stats go with psychology. Stats can be very deceiving. Yes. Um, so you don't even take this as be all end all either, but it's just to spark the conversation and give you a little bit of perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, 40, 47% of women are at high risk for mental illness. Um, women are two times more likely to be diagnosed with depression over men. Women are at a higher risk of suffering from PTSD. Hmm. Women um, tend to experience more concurrent mental illnesses. So dealing with anxiety with depression or dealing with PTSD plus anxiety, you know, concurrent um, compounded mental illnesses. And so like, you know, we're not just talking about mental health or mental illnesses um, for the topic of the day, but specifically for women. And I think the one thing for me that I wanted to draw some attention to, and maybe you can touch on this, is that we are, we are built spiritually and biologically built different than men. God made it like that. God made us a a little bit more emotional for those thugs out there who want to move like they don't have any emotions. They don't care about life. They don't, whatever. I'm a strong woman. You could be a strong woman and be emotional and be sensitive, but God made us sensitive and emotional for his purpose on purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's why I, a lot of these stats point that women are more likely to deal with X, Y, Z women are more because I, I do believe that the, the blessings that God gave us in terms of those things can kind of derail us sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And because we are made different, our responses to certain things are going to manifest in a very specific way, almost like it's a pattern, but again, it goes back to how we are made. Um, but I will say that 
just because we are made a certain way and our response seems to be a certain way, don't forget that sin has entered the world. Mm. And even though God has made us a little bit more sensitive or a little bit more um, self-aware in terms of our emotions, um, don't let that be your crutch in thinking, well, you know, God made me sensitive. Right. It's like, yes, to a certain degree, more sensitive than men. Yes. But not to take that to the extreme of, well, this is why I'm so emotionally unstable. And it's like, mm, no, it's sin nature that has caused you to um, pretty much have, have a, that response a way first, of please. thinking that's yeah. skewed that yeah. then triggers. Like, you know what I mean? Think about it. In when you go back to the garden, there's a reason why the serpent tempted Eve. Yeah. There's a reason why he targeted her versus um, Adam. Yeah. Uh, she, when when you look at the narrative, um, Satan said, you know, you know, take this fruit or whatever. Eve actually said, God said we cannot even touch it. Right. That's God never said you cannot touch the fruit. God said, do not eat it. Yep. Do not consume the fruit. And so already in her psychology, she had taken. She's an, just created a new step. She had a created new a, new, a new step, a new boundary, because in her, her mind and her psychology, it was off limits. Yeah. God says off limits to eat. She set another limit for herself. It's off, even off limits to touch. Right. Because even maybe she even just knew herself in that the minute that it's in her possession, now she's going to do whatever she pleases with it. Do you know what I and mean? And that's the thing is like, there's a reason why I'm not saying that Eve was lesser than, I'm not saying that she was incompetent. I'm not saying anything, yeah. but she was the weaker vessel. Right. And so we just have to look at um, our sensitivities and our weaknesses as women. Um, and not even just like as women, just in general, mm -hmm. um, woman to woman, because certain people struggle with certain things. Other women struggle with other things. Yeah. Right. Um, some women are naturally, um, maternal. Some women are not. And yeah. some people don't even understand that either. Like some women don't have a maternal bone in their body yeah. and God made us to reproduce and bear children. Yeah. So don't even look at it as like when we say women or whatever, we're painting a broad stroke, you know, it's just more so to bring some context. Yeah. Um, you know, mental health, um, sorry, mental illnesses are compiled of a bunch of things and it's a complex mix of genetics, um, your biology, your personality, and your environment. Yeah. Um, some, depending on some situations that you're in, one can be heavier than the other, yeah. right? Um, some people based on high stress environments that they grew up in, that could be one thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe your, um, parents were addicted to alcohol. We all know for some reason, alcoholism is one of the, what's the, what's the word I'm looking like for? The most, like, uh, trans yeah transferred I mean? like, yeah transferred addiction generational yes um yeah. so it could be you know in terms of that there's a lot of different um things some people just have hormone imbalances yeah that really do cause them to experience high levels of depression or right. things like that right so um I, one thing that we just want people to know here is this is for your benefit the reason why we're talking about this we don't want anyone to leave feeling condemned or down because we have a strong message at the end that we want to drive home yes um i think also as we talk about um mental health and we talk about things like imbalances and all of those things what to you is someone who is mentally healthy can we how do we what does that look like someone who's mentally healthy how do you yeah. describe i think somebody who is um who is able to recognize their weaknesses and re able to recognize their low moments right. and come out of them. Yes. If we're honest, all of us have experienced a part of depression. All of us have experienced a part of anxiety. All mm -hmm. of us have experienced some sort of eating disorder or, um, you know, body dysmorphia, all of us to an extent, to a, to a level. Yeah. And I think if you're a mentally healthy person, you're able to approach that or even maybe get into it a little bit, but reel yourself in mm -hmm. and be able to be like, you know what? There's a better alternative to yeah. this. Um, I need to get help for this. I recognize that this is an unhealthy moment that I'm having or an unhealthy thought. This is what I need to be doing otherwise. And yeah. allow that to not be an illness, but allow that to just be a moment. Yeah. And to see things that kind of like trigger certain emotions and certain feelings, because I know there are a lot of people who experience... Um, I don't want to say an episode, but they come to that point in their life where, you know, maybe prior to... Sorry, guys, I just hit the mic. Hopefully you didn't hear that. Say that again. <laughs> where, where prior to a specific event, they were, I'm going to use the word fine, but, you know, quote unquote fine, um, didn't have any issues surrounding, um, you know, mental health. Um, but there's an event. Oftentimes there is an event 
that takes place and that's where the trauma is um, I guess induced yeah, if you want to say yeah, that's and it, that's where it's birthed and then all of a sudden the trajectory of their life it's never the same yeah. and they just can't seem to get back on the right path yeah I, I see that happening with a lot of people it's actually funny because um I was at a friend's house uh yesterday and we were watching they were telling us about wife swap that mm-hmm. show is so funny um I like watching it because they always swap opposite people so they're not they're not just gonna swap like an average person with an average person they they will swap um a military family with a trailer family they will swap like the dog loving outdoor canoeing family with the pristine um condo family like you know you get the parallels i'm trying to draw here and yesterday um the one that we were watching they swapped a a woman who is a senior pastor at her church with a family who were witches and warlocks. No. I wish I could make this up. Wow. Go look it up. I actually yeah, I love that show. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so legit. And um <laughs> the reason why I even bring that up is because the the witch, like I'm legit the witch, she calls herself a witch <laughs> and like I'm not even trying to be whatever. She said that she was in a relationship. I think it was a bad relationship, but she was in a relationship and this guy locked her in the closet and told her she's going to hell. Oh and gosh. I don't know if they were fighting or if they were, you know, physically fighting or if he was, a be- I don't know, right. locked her in a closet and told her she's going to hell. That triggered her. Yeah. And here we go. Now she's a witch and she, she has multiple altars in her home of, um, oh you have skull heads, candles, um, things like that. Her husband is a warlock with like the stretched earlobes. Mm-hmm. He wears fangs. Sometimes they, she casts spells on people. She has literal, like a, a book where she writes poems, quote unquote, but she also says their spells. Wow. She has three children. Um, I think like 11, eight and nine kind of wow. age, Yeah, uh, two boys and a girl. And they have, so when the pastor, I'm not even gonna tell the whole story guys, just go watch it. But basically what happens is when the wives, when the wives switch spots for the first like couple of days, they have to do everything that yes. wife in the household that was the previous. Family, exactly. Right? Yeah. So you need to participate in their things. You need to whatever. Then for the latter part of the week, you get to implement your own rules and change the family. Yeah. So day one or two that she gets there, they have a fire pit in the backyard and where they write down on a piece of paper things that they want to get rid of, they say them out loud and throw them in the fire. She basically said, my religion prohibits me from doing this. Right. I'm not writing down anything and throwing it into a fire. His uh, The warlock, so the husband, his thing was whatever you put into the fire, fire destroys things and it's burned. His children, one of his sons wrote, I want to get rid of my stress, throws it in the fire. His other son writes... I want to get rid of my anxiety, breath anxiety on the paper and throw it in the fire. Children under 15. Oh, well under 15. I think the boy was, the boy was maximum 11 years old. He could have been 10. Talking about stress. Stress and, and anxiety. anxiety. And the lady, you know, as the time kind of goes by, she basically says, I believe that your children are experiencing, you know, spiritual, um, the spiritual ramifications of what you guys are yeah. doing in this home. Why are your, she's like, why is your nine-year-old son or eight-year-old son talking about being stressed? He's eight. Yeah. Why is your other son 10 years old talking about having having anxiety? Not to say children cannot experience these things and will not, but look at the household that they're in. Yeah, that they're using that language, like just so like- So horrible. nonchalantly, yeah. so whatever. And he was just kind of nonchalant with it, but that's an environmental factor that can add it to your mental health, your mm. mental issues, mental illnesses, things that you open up yourself to. Yeah. A lot of times we do think about like, you experience like their mom being locked in a closet, being a trigger, but sometimes it could be demonic forces too. Mm. Like, you know, that's a whole thing in and of itself. But when, when we're talking about anxiety and stress and things like that, it's become such a common thing mm-hmm. that when children say, you don't even think twice about it, which is crazy. Cause I think about it a lot. If I hear a child say it's that, sad. and I, I remember actually working with um, a child. So I'm a child youth worker for those who don't know, but I remember working with, um, oh my goodness, a grade two student. And, um, I was there to work with her one-on-one in her classroom. She would have breakdowns almost every 20 minutes. Um, And she would call, she would call her emotion. She would give it a name. So, and this is something that I I find concerning when like, again, um, when it's a child, it's like, how do they have this language? And Mm. already, I don't remember being stressed. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah in grade two, yeah. like, you know, six, seven years old, maybe there was a moment that was stressful, 
But I don't think I knew to call it that. Yeah. Not because my parents had never used the word. Not because I was, you know, ill-equipped in terms of my vocabulary. But that just wasn't something that would be common for a child to say. And um, I just think it's scary to see, like, how now in today's society it's so common to come across children who are using this type of language and being able to articulate things that add like feelings that adults associate with adult situations that now you are also using i can understand if you said i'm scared or this is annoying or i don't like it i'm mad but to say i am stressed or i'm feeling anxious and it brings me to this thought of how like, where's the line between calling something what it is? Because mm-hmm. to be stressed is real. But is it really you just calling it what it is? Or are you now labeling yourself and, exactly. and speaking life into an emotion that you don't need to take on because that's of the weight that it carries? That's literally what I was going to say. Being able to to address it as I'm in a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. This environment is stressful. Yeah. Um, I'm stressed in this moment versus being like, I'm a stressful, stressed out person. I, I'm always stressed. Yes. This stresses me out. Anytime I do this, I'm stressed. I speak like that. So I'm not even, I'm addressing myself here. Yeah. Like I'll say that, but at the same point in time, words are power. You're literally speaking that over yourself. Yeah. Um, which is why I think, and you can like shed light on this. I don't know, which is why I think that, um, mental, mental illnesses and mental health in general has been have been at the forefront for the past decade, just normalizing yeah. it. And I think that's a good thing because often people will be dealing with things and people don't know why people don't know how to deal with these people. Right. You're just weird. You're just whatever. People are able to kind of normalize it and say, oh, okay, this is an issue that you deal with. Right. And as cr- opposed to shying away and, from- ex- Exactly. And yes. shunning the people or whatever yeah. um, and alienating them. But do you think that in the Christian community that there is a stigma behind um, mental illnesses and mental health issues for Christians? Absolutely. And in what, in what way and why? Uh, to be, to be completely honest, it's almost like if I hear of a new convert saying that they're struggling with lust, I get it. Yeah. You're leaving the world. Your mentality is completely different at that time. And so now as you're trying to navigate life as a Christian and, um, not putting yourself in harm's way and temptation and, you know what I mean? Waiting and purity and all of these things. I understand why it can be stressful for you, even for up to a year, right? Yeah. But there's also a time where it just, it feels like, mm, I don't know if you should still be struggling with this in the same way that you were at that time. Like if I love, love, love candy, which I do, um, you don't see me um, or hear me talk about candy in the same way that you did when I first got saved at 16. Yeah. It's just yeah. a maturity thing. Like, like, yes, I still love candy, but like, do I have bags and bags of it? Like, no, like <laughs> I don't even eat it that often anymore. I still love it. But do you know what I mean? There's just this growth. And I think when it comes to mental health, um, for myself, the thing that I often think is, okay, I can understand that people do get anxious. You yeah. know, I understand people can fall into seasons of depression. I understand that, there are so many different factors in life that can cause someone to shift their thinking. But I also think, but for how long are you going to be dealing with this? Because Mm. not because I'm looking at the person and saying, you are are the problem. How could you be dealing with this? How could I just think of like, I try to flip it and think, but think about how good and how great and how powerful and how, um, just how much dominion the God that we serve possesses. Mm. It's almost like I do, I question a little bit, like how come you haven't tapped into that God? Right. So that you can be delivered from that. And I understand there's so many there's things so that many we angles. just, we don't know, right? There's so we don't angles. know if, um, if God is allowing you to be a testimony in mm-hmm. some way for his glory later on. So it's like, yeah, you are going to have this 10 year gap where you're going to be struggling with this. But I need, I need mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. I need, mm-hmm. Renee needs to see progress. Yes. I need to see growth over that time period. 100%. And it needs to be evident in your life that God is at work. And when you are in the position to know better and to know what the word of God says about our words, I don't want to hear you say, I am blah, blah, blah. I need you to learn how to call what you're feeling 
as a feeling. I feel the devil is trying to make me fill in the blank. But when you say I am, no. Because I am, that phrase. Yes, you're calling that on yourself. That phrase. When you hear I am in a Christian context, you don't even think of yourself. You think of the I am, mm-hmm. he, the great I am. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, when Ooh, you she's say- she's preaching. No, sorry, but like, <laughs> so when you say that, when I hear somebody else saying, I am, fill in the blank, if you're not telling me your name, if you're not telling me a title that you possess that makes sense, like I am a wife, I am a mother, I am a child, I am blah, blah, blah. I, I have to question you and how much you know, how much you really, really know Jesus. I think about Jesus when they were, they were, they brought him in front of the, I'm not sure. So I don't want to say something wrong, but they were, they brought him in front of people and basically asked him, are you, are you the son of God? Right. He said, I am, but Jesus died for our sins. Jesus Mm -hmm. was a sacrifice. So Jesus is not only son of God, lamb of God, a lamb that was slain. He is depression taken on for yourself and died yes he is anxiety Ooh. he is stress yeah he he is he became he is he is everything i became all of these things and put it on a cross so that you don't have to exactly. be overcome by these things now it doesn't mean that you will never deal with these things right but you can overcome these yeah. things because jesus overcame it on the cross already exactly. so why are we dealing with things that jesus already overcame exactly. or else why would we have, have to die on the cross and the bible it? says to carry your cross you carry it, not let your cross carry you. So you're not letting depression carry you. You're not letting anxiety carry. Do you think that there is a, there, there is maybe there could be people. And I believe that there are people who hide behind their, their mental illness, especially because it has gotten, it's almost like a cool thing. It's almost become a popular thing. And it's, and people are able to uh, get into a community yes. of people who are also experiencing anxiety, yeah. anxiety, who also have depression, yeah. who also have eating disorders, who also struggle from PTSD, and then they become their own kind of community. And yeah. then they can say, oh, like, I don't want to go out today. Like, my anxiety is acting up. Like, I'm really depressed right now. I can't go to work. Right. And it's almost, it can be, it can, it can be real, but can mm-hmm. also become something that you rely on. I think of it like this. If I want to change something in my life, I want um, a support group that has maybe does have some people that are struggling with it, but I want some people who are on the other side of it, or maybe people who have never dealt with it, mm-hmm. but are able to give me, um, the encouragement that I need, the kick in the butt that I need to move forward. And so the scary thing with what you just mentioned is it's almost like people get in accountability groups for the things As a sounding that, are, board. that are bringing them down. Yes. And then they just have this little pocket of, of friends or this circle of coddle coddling do you know what i mean like i get it i understand oh mm, hugs and it's like you can say i get it i understand but x y and z and that's why you need to be an overcomer and that's why we said in the last episode don't surround yourself with people who think exactly like you yeah um people who are and it doesn't mean listen some people if you're dealing with um a mental health issue, let's say, let's just call it something that you're dealing with depression. Yeah. It doesn't mean only hang out with people who don't experience depression because right. they don't understand what you're going through. Yes. But at the same point in time, if you only hang out with people who are experiencing depression, what depression, what do you think you're going to be? Exactly. A challenged mind is a changed mind. Exactly. Get around people who are happy, people mm-hmm. who have the victory, like you said, people who overcome, who have overcome so that if that's something that you seek, then you know that I have a living, breathing testimony in front of me. And I think sometimes people just don't want to get out of it or they just feel like this is just who I am. This is just what I deal with. And that's the problem. They've taken it on so much to the point where it's no longer a coat. Now it's skin. Mm. And that's where it's scary. Mm. It's basically become you. Yeah. So I want to get into a little bit of what the Bible says Mm -hmm. about these things. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read a scripture. Yeah. Um, So there are, before I go there, there are several... um, mental illnesses okay we have mood disorders um you know which like depression would fall under under True, that yep. you have anxiety you have pers- um, anxiety disorders personality disordering disorders eating disorders um you have trauma disorders so ptsd would fall under that yep. and then you have substance abuse disorders um i want to read you some scriptures guys if you did not know the bible says i'm like actually shocked like how much the bible talks about all of these things because yeah, we almost feel like it's a new age thing but it's, it's like God around. is always ahead of everything and everyone. And the way that it looks might seem like it's fresh, but it's been, it's been around for sure. 
If you like what you're hearing so far, be sure to follow us on the platform where you listen to your podcast and follow us on Instagram at Her Soul Speaks Podcast. Now, back to the episode. So I'm going to read it. You can let me know, you know, which one it talks about specifically or maybe multiple or whatever. Okay. So here we have Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Anxiety. Anxiety. And how is it telling you to deal about, to deal with it? Like expand on it. What is the scripture saying about it specifically? Instead of having a statement, I feel anxious. It says you are not because there's nothing that you need to be anxious for. It, do not be anxious. Yes. Right. And and so it's almost like God knew would be anxious and yeah. says, so don't be anxious. Right. I'm telling you how. Pray um, with prayer and supplication and let your thanksgiving be known to God. So mm-hmm. how can you combat anxiety? It's giving you the answer in its command, like hand in hand, hand in hand. It's saying with prayer and supplication, let your, um, and with Thanksgiving, yes. let your requests be known to God, give it to God. But not only that, be grateful, mm-hmm. thank him for those things. Right. Um, let me skip down to, um, this one is first Peter five verse seven. And it says, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. I'm also anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's interesting because this one also says casting all of your anxieties. Yeah. Which means that often people are not anxious about just one thing. Yeah. What what are some things that women can get anxious about? Um, like everyday things. You can get anxious about um arriving somewhere on time. You can get anxious about whether or not you're gonna get a certain phone call or an interview for a certain job. You can get anxious about whether or not your kid is going to fall and hurt themselves. You could be anxious about how your spouse will respond to something that you need to talk to him about. You can be anxious about your friends, um, whether or not they're gonna come to your event. You know what I mean? Like there's there's so many different things. You can be you can have social anxiety, which is yeah. a huge one. Just mustering up the courage to go to an event, to go out, yeah. to talk to people. Um, so that's really interesting. So mm. here's Second Timothy one verse seven. If you are someone who does deal with mental illnesses, I encourage you to write these scriptures down. Yes. Um, you know, keep them in your back pocket so you can recite them to yourself. Um, so we have first, sorry, first Timothy chapter one verse seven. For God gave us a, a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and of, and of self control. I would also put that in anxiety. And I also kind of had like panic disorders mm, under that too. Like, yeah. like a spirit of fear is, is a mental, a mental illness. Yeah. It just might, or man- OCD. exactly. It yeah. might manifest as, um, um, like an eating disorder where yeah. you're fearful about being overweight or looking a certain way. Right. It might manifest in depression. Mm-hmm. It might de- manifest, manifest in other ways, but, that's very true. um, a spirit of fear is, it's almost like where, where that's where it stems from. Right. Like, so that, that makes total sense. So the next one we have is John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, sorry, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And you don't necessarily have to keep labeling these which things. Yeah. yeah. And how is it addressing mental, like mental health in general? Yeah, it's giving you... Um exactly what a lot of your mental health or mental health issues take from you. Um, it takes away your peace. And so it's that scripture is really saying, you know what I mean? Like I haven't given you that unsettling feeling that you have, that that's not of me. And so it's declaring that, you know, I give you peace. The next one is Isaiah 41 verse 10, which is similar. Fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will withhold you with my right, with my righteous right hand. Yeah. That one is powerful because it's basically saying like, God is just reassuring you. And I think a lot of the times um, when we deal with mental illnesses, it's a lot of fear-based stuff, but it's a lot of like uncertainty about the future. And God is basically just saying like, I will strengthen you. I will help you. Mm -hmm. I will withhold you. Like when you think about like his word choice there, like, yeah. He's telling you who he is and he's telling you what he's going to do. And it's telling you that your thoughts are irrational if you think that you are alone. Do you think that people can sometimes experience these things because they don't trust God? Do you think that there's a correlation between trusting God and the type of um, mental health troubles that you might have? Absolutely. Because when you, again, like when you consider yourself alone, 
now you're saying that God does not exist because how can you ever be alone when the father is always with you? Mm. Um, you know, when you say that I am weak, it's like, how could you ever say that when I've never given you bones that do not work? I've mm. given you a body to live in and to house. So, you know what I mean? In that you are strong. If you take on, um, you know, the full armor of God, for example, it's, it's, it's equipping you. God is equipping you and has equipped you. So all of those things that you're saying, I can't do, um, or I don't have the ability to do is saying that God is not like, mm. God is not here. Mm. God does not have the ability to do because mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're then, representing him. Yes. Um, Galatians five verse 22 and 23, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such thing. There is no law speak on that in terms of mental illnesses and mental health and not even if you have mental illness issues just mental health in general yeah when you think of all of those things you i think anybody would be happy to possess those qualities and obviously god wants you to have all of them they are fruits um and when you think of fruits you think of things that are you know in its whole in this wholeness they are good to eat they are fresh they are sweet they are ripe they're all of these things you know if somebody gave you a a fruit platter and all of the uh, fruit were green and they were still in its you know cased situation like the banana banana wasn't peeled the pineapple wasn't peeled and cut up you would just kind of be like okay um if i gave you fruits now that are all squished you'd just be like i have no interest Mm -hmm. in in that and it's almost like it's the same thing when when God has given you everything you ha- you need to have the perfect fruit platter, and you just take it and you just squish all of them. You're like, mm, where's my joy? I have no joy. I'm sad. Squish. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a representation of all of the character traits that Jesus and God Himself possess, and He wants us to also have them. And so I think that when you don't have them, do you have God? How can you, you can't? basically how they can go these, hand in hand. how can they dwell together in the same space they, they cannot and that's why i feel like when we're talking about mental illnesses and and i'm talking about like real mental illnesses here not like just do 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 like this kind of depressing situation you know and um, don't uh, can i just say that yeah. like don't use it in a way that it's just so like like just flighty and very like oh my gosh i'm so depressed you cannot like i can't believe there are not any nachos right here (laughs) like come on like it's it might seem like so light to you but like again words are very powerful and just by you taking on that emotion you never know what can happen down the line because you said that you know what's interesting i learned the other day off topic but i'm I'm gonna show you how it works um (laughs) is that i learned that uh media mark for marketing 95% 95% of the mark of the choices that we make um, in terms of purchases that we, you know, things we choose to purchase, decisions that we make mm. are subconscious. Mm. We don't, we're not actively thinking, I saw that commercial on um, sunlight uh, soap. And so now when I go to the store, I'm going to buy sunlight soap. Right. Everything is subconscious. The way the media, um, the way that things are marketed to you are very subtle. Mm. They're very in the background. They're flashes of this. They're right pop-ups on your screen their conversations that you had it's colors that you see outside that make you feel or think a certain thing emotions that it brings up Mm -hmm. and so when you go to the store and you're thinking you know which soap should i buy which this should i buy it's not you know you're really necessarily thinking about the price and the the count of this you're you're really thinking about "Hmm, i remember that commercial popped up in my head that time this seems more more trust trustworthy to me yeah just because you saw a commercial um, you know, this, there's a lot of, I saw a lot of McDonald's around, you know, I'm probably gonna go to the McDonald's burger because there's a yeah. lot of them around. It's very subconscious. And so bringing, tying that into, to, you know, what we're talking about now is you planting those, those little seeds. It's subconscious, it's subconscious. And then what the devil does is he takes those seeds and he makes something of it mm-hmm. and manifests that in your life. And those things are, you know, you're letting the devil have a foothold into your life. I think that the most important thing that we're trying to drive home here is like, it's okay to not always be mentally healthy. Right. People think that as a Christian, you're never going to struggle with anything. You're never going to go through everything. You're always going to be happy. You're yeah. always going to have joy. That is the farthest thing from the truth because Christians are just regular people who have the answer. Right. We go through the same thing regular people go through. We yeah. experience the same thing. We experience job loss. We experience death. We experience weight fluctuations. We experience insecurities. Yeah. But... And that's a huge... I love it when we get to say that. That is a huge but. We get to go through it with 
God. We don't have to go through it alone. And so the main thing about it here is that it's not to say you have depression, get rid of it. Your God is greater than that. No, 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 no. Do you want to triumph or not? Do you want to live out the rest of your life with this thing having a foothold on you, tying you down? The answer should be no. And so that's why we're giving you scriptures that can help you get out of it. That's why we're giving you experiences and examples that can maybe repurpose your mind and your perspective. Because a lot of the things, a lot of things that we worry about and and stress over are things that don't even manifest and happen. So it's all about changing your your perspective and thinking about if I'm a Christian, I can have dominion over this and I do have a way out. Exactly. And I just have this thought that I think it's important to know what curses to break Mm. and what titles not to take. Mm, Okay. Okay. Expand on that. So you can, you can say, okay, like I'm struggling with depression. I'm struggling with these depressive thoughts. And now you have a name for it. And now I can say I bind the spirit Mm. of depression. Um, So basically being able to recognize it. What it is. is, Yeah. But not necessarily taking it on and like accepting it. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people are very comfortable saying, yeah, I struggle with depression. Just just like that. Like Mm -hmm, you just, mm -hmm. you just can tell everybody we business like Mm -hmm, that. Like mm -hmm. it's kind of like, how about I love to see the devil crumble when mm-hmm. I win mm-hmm. small battles mm-hmm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. Why not that? Do you know what I mean? It's true. Like changing your narrative for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because if the, the devil can attack your mind first and he can control your life. Exactly. Your mind is the driving force of the decisions that you make, what you choose, decisions that you choose to make, all of that kind of stuff. Exactly. So um, I'll, I'll go off for myself. I don't specifically struggle with mental health illnesses in terms of label and having to have, you know, been in any help or counseling or institution or anything like that. But I have dealt with moments. And I think that the way that my, um, my personality is and the way that I deal with things is that I'm very like perfect perfectionistic. And I'm very, I always like throw, oh my gosh, I'm so OCD like all the time. And all of us do, um, which I need to stop. Um, (laughs) Especially when like, when I got to school and I learned about what OCD actually means, I'm like, everyone's using it wrong. This is not what OCD is, but let's just move on. Um, For me, like I get anxious when things don't go my way. Yeah, When things are out of sorts and out of control, it makes me feel anxious because I don't know what's going to happen. And because I'm somebody who's so like, like yesterday we were talking about like, um, somebody asked a question about like leaving your kitchen clean or something like something like that. And some people were like, yeah, like it bothers me, but I don't really care. And then there's like the anxious people like myself who are kind of like, if the kitchen's not clean, I'm literally anxious. Like I, yeah. I can't even, you know, like that's right. me. Um, but I, I, like I said yesterday, like I had to get myself to a point where I'm like, if the dishes are in the sink tonight and if it's messy in there, I need to be able to pause, recognize this can be a breaking point for me. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. Go sleep girl. Because right. it's not worth me being so anxious about it to the point where I'm losing my sleep. I could be reading my Bible. I could be spending time with my husband, but I have to clean this kitchen so bad or this is going to affect my mental health. Like that's what I'm saying. You need to reel in those kinds of things. And being able to pick your battles because I think sometimes people give themselves over to the thought of anxiety or being anxious for things that they really are small. And I understand that when someone is in that state, nothing has a size everything is big yeah yeah but ultimately you need to take those opportunities when you aren't when you aren't in that space to recognize and call things what it is like you know what Renee this is not that big of a deal when this happens if it happens please just remember this you know what I mean like it's almost like you need to put those things in your mind before those moments come and I think too like it's it's ma- making choices mm-hmm. you have the choice like nothing is gonna happen to you like by accident right. you're n- you're not gonna clean the kitchen like by chance like yeah you're making a conscious choice to be like am I going to or am I not there are certain people who who feel um uh, insecure mm-hmm. I believe that insecurity can also be under one of these umbrellas in terms of like a mood disorder or a personality disorder or anxiety disorder because you're again it's this this level of control and being having something that's not in your control and being so caught up in it so with fixated. yeah in your mind that it becomes a thing and yeah. you birth it into a thing yeah people who are like um are you gonna call me back uh are you gonna call me back take me um you didn't call me back yet. you're making a choice here stop and pause you're making a choice 
make a different yeah. yeah and i always this is something i always tell my my four-year-old make a better choice to buy it <laughs> i understand that he's four just turned four fresh four you know what i'm saying right. like a spring chicken four but <laughs> for him i'm 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 trying to like let him know you're not always going to do the right thing yeah you're a kid and you have a lot of bad decisions to keep making in your life but i want you to pause and make a better choice yes me running and jumping on top of mommy's couch is that a good choice and i'll ask him no it's not a good choice so next time make a better choice exactly read your environment read the people that you're around do are they giving into your anxieties and your depressions and your insecurities are they are they coddling you and are they whatever or are they trying to pump the brakes on you and that's such like a huge thing that people say now read the room do you know what i mean and i feel like when you're in certain states especially when it concerning mental health it's almost like i would love not no let me not say that (laughs) but it'd be very interesting to almost do like a virtual reality just to see Mm. what do they see and what do they think you see people that are enjoying themselves having conversations and like do you just see everything in gray that was just once in color do you know Mm. what i mean like because sometimes i think that you need to read the room and i wonder where in mental health in those issues not issues but like you know when they're having those episodes in those seasons where is it in the mind where you're no longer really in touch with reality yeah yeah i think that um, you know, to shift it a little bit in terms of overcoming, I, I don't want to, I don't want us to sit here and be like tomorrow in a week, if you follow these steps, you're going to be depression free Yeah, because we don't have them. We are, again, we are not, so, Promise, so, we, don't we are them. not psychologists. We are not trained therapists. We are not doctors. <laughs> we, we have a little experience again right. from our backgrounds. Um, however, we just, we know God and we know what he can do. Yes. And I believe if we were speaking about any other subject, we could give you the same tips and you can triumph and you can, exactly. you know, whatever. Um, it's all about progress, not perfection. Yes. And so if you can get from 25% to 45%, from 45 to 75, from 75 to 95 progress, progress. And if you live out your 95%, in in with what you have rather than the 23 or 25 percent you're then that's where you're trying to celebrate where you are instead of looking at the people who don't deal with these things and compare where you are with in comparison to them because you're never gonna be with them because you're always you know what i mean like not always let's not say that but you have this on you yeah in the moment and so you can't you can't look at someone that is completely without and And compare that you're gonna get there overnight but trust in jesus that it's possible yes so um in terms of overcoming this okay in terms of if you had someone sitting in front of you right now saying i seriously deal with insecurities and depression yeah it's something where i can't leave my house sometimes it's something where i can't get up and help my kids um i can't go to work some days um what are you going to tell that person? And you can replace uh, depression with PTSD. Mm-hmm. You can replace depression with um, stress. You can replace depression with anxiety. Any of those words, I deal with eating disorder. I deal with binging and purging. Right. Any of those things, okay? Like I just use depression as an example. If you're someone sitting in front of you saying, I struggle with this. Yes. What are the steps that I can take? What can Jesus offer me? What can I do tangibly, practically? What are you, What are you going to tell them? I'm going to ask them, well, what do you prefer? Do you prefer the state that you're in or do you want to be on the other side? No, do you, because I think letting someone have the opportunity to tell you what they want is important because sometimes that's huge. If you do will, you even want to get, yeah, some people will just say, oh my gosh, I'm like this. I'm da, 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 da. And then you confront it and it's almost like, well, oh yeah, I guess I could do that. But, <laughs> but then I like get better. And who wants that? <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, because you've lived the way you live for so long, it's almost like you don't know what life is outside of this mentality. And I can understand that being a struggle. So I think first coming to the conclusion that you do want change. And I think just maybe going through some of the things that you are doing that's hindering you and then put the flip on it. No, I just, I can't get out of bed. Okay, um, you have legs that are working. Okay, so I'm going to need you to get out of bed. And then I'm going to need you to make it because an unmade bed says, come back to me. And if you need to get out of bed, then you need to make the bed look like don't lay on me until you're going to sleep. Right. You know, um, I think sometimes it's the little things, the practical everyday yeah. things that help you as um, someone who is currently working from home because of COVID. Um, when this first happened, I was getting up in the morning and I was doing the exact same things that I was doing before I was waking up. I was um, working out. I was praying, then I was taking a shower, then I was getting my breakfast, and then I'm signing on. 
And as time went on, I got so like discouraged about doing those things. I just kind of felt like, why am I getting ready? I don't even turn my camera on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was just like, I started to justify why I don't need to do these things. And as a result, I stopped doing the things that I needed to do. I would maybe get the workout in because in my head, I'm like, oh, this is, you know, this is important and whatever. I'll pray later. Mm-hmm. Shower later. Mm-hmm. I'll get myself ready later. Later, later became like way too late. And so I think you need to also prioritize the things in your life that you want to see um, accomplished and get those things done straight away. But don't forget devotion. I think when you're going through any season um, of mental health um, complexities and challenges, um, make the devotions a priority. And I think maybe even writing out some of your prayers to check that's good how you're approaching God that's good with someone who you feel comfortable with because I think sometimes when you're in those those head spaces the way you approach God is very much how you feel yeah God I just need your help God I just I just I just I just I just okay how about God thank you for your Thank you for, yes, thank exactly. you for, because just having that, literally, it sounds so cliche. We've said it so But many it's times. changing your perspective. The attitude and of gratitude yeah. does something to you. It just puts you in a different mental shift. So I think that's also important. What things put you in a different mental shift? If triggers you know and that, stuff, yeah. Yeah, but triggers for the better, Yeah, right? Like if you know that I'm working out, just puts me in a zen. Get the workout in. You know what I mean? Like talking to my friend gets me to do it. Like, do you know what I mean? Try to write down things that help you put you in a better space and do them and have someone alongside you that's going to help you be accountable that's comfortable yeah don't put something on somebody who's not ready to take that on because it can be a lot yeah it can um but yeah what what are some things that you you would do because i know that i kind of (laughs) went Uh, a little bit all over the place no i i mean you touched on a lot of things that i would say too like um i think one of the biggest things like so okay in terms of practical things reading and praying uh number one the things that you consume also mm-hmm. in your mind, not only food, change your mind and change your perspective and change your outlook. Yes. And if you are looking to change your mind and your outlook and your perspective on your mental illness and your mental health, then you need to be consuming the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, look to Proverbs, look to the Psalms, look to specifically Psalm 119. It's very long, but um, Psalm 119 talks a lot about God's word. I meditate on your precepts day and night. I I love you because your law is good. Mm-hmm. You Like every single thing in Psalm 119 is about God's law, um, God's words, um, his book, his writings. So that, um, so praying, um, reading and, and reading, sorry, praying because praying cast your burdens on God. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows you to get that weight off that you were never meant to carry. Yep. Um, so really just praying. And, and I think too, sometimes we can't get a full one hour and a half devotion session in. And so you don't do it. Yep. Pray during the day. Pray before your anxious moment. God, I'm about to go to this fellowship and this gathering right now where there's a lot of people. And I am I know I'm going to feel a certain way, but I want you to help me with that. Yeah. I want, you know, bring your own narrative to it. Pray before you go into certain situations. Always bring things towards yeah. the Lord. But also more than anything, meditate on who God is. Yeah. Once, you, once you know who God is and you know what his intentions are for you and what he wants your life to look like. And a lot of the times, no. All of the times, anxiety, <laughs> depression, um, PTSD, anxiety, substance abuse, it doesn't fall into what he wants for you. Yeah. And so when you know who, when you can wrap your mind around who God is, then you know what kind of son or daughter you can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so listen to sermons, focus on the family is a, is a good um, platform. They have like a podcast, but they also have like YouTube videos where they talk about, you know, struggles in terms of motherhood, family, mental um, illnesses, consuming content that's going to help you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, like you said, working out, writing things out, if a journaling is for you, sometimes talking yeah. to someone, you know, those kinds of things, custom tailor it towards yourself. Yeah. Listen to her Soul Speaks podcast, you know, yeah. the little things. <laughs> exactly. Music. Music can be yeah. very um, therapeutic. Singing, I think getting an instrument that are, yeah, that are going to be therapeutic for you and uplifting that you can do every single day that maybe don't require you to do anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because like you said, listening to a podcast doesn't require much except pressing play mm-hmm. same with music do you know what i mean the same with opening a window and, and getting some yeah natural going out in nature in there. yeah it takes very little and i think because mental health can take such um a large space it's in your draining. mind yes do man. the little things that are going to um help you 
you try to fix. It's the small victories. Exactly. So to kind of wrap this up, like the key takeaways, you know, we said a lot, (laughs) whereas we said a lot, but the key takeaway for me, you can do your key takeaway after if it's different. The key takeaway for, for me was that you can Mm-hmm. don't let this thing whatever whatever it is be the thing that you carry on your back for the rest of your life yes you can overcome you can get better you don't have to walk in the same shoes for the rest of your life and how do you get there small victories little bit of progress every single day every week every month remember guys like seconds turn into minutes which turn into hours which turn into days which turn into weeks and it just accumulates you're gonna go through time anyway you're gonna go through your hours you're gonna go through the next few days you're gonna go through the next few weeks months and years anyway you might as well go through them with a triumphant attitude with progress on your side where you can look back and be like i'm so happy that i'm i don't struggle with this as much as i did last year or last month and so it's not like we're trying to say you will be, as I said before, like, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but we're not saying you're going to be cured of this or that, you know, overnight. We want you to know that you can, if you are willing for yourself. Exactly. And my takeaway is super, super simple. It's just that the great physician calls you healed. He calls you whole. Um, You're strong. You're able. So take on those titles that God has given and called over you and not the ones that are going to weigh you down, the ones that are going to make you feel less than. Um, I think that's very important to just, it'll help to change your way of thinking. Um, And so I think for next episode, we want to cover some questions. So if you have any questions concerning mental health, please send them in so that we can answer them to the best of our abilities. We are also um, going to be reaching out to some of our um, friends, people that we respect, um, who are also Christian and like-minded, who might have different perspectives on um, various questions that are also concerning mental health. So um, make sure that you stay tuned and to listen out for that one. And we hope that you guys were blessed. Definitely.